I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. I am your host for today's podcast. I'm Ian Lunny and I am joined with my good friend Chris. Hi. Hello. There we go. He said hello. <laughs> we are here today uh, discussing our favourite thing, films, but or our second favourite thing, or maybe equally, depending on how we look at it, uh, comic books as well. And um, we are doing this in honour of the release of The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Just the to Suicide make sure. Squad. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it's not Suicide Squad 2, it's The Suicide Squad. It's a, it's a sequel, not sequel, reboot, not reboot thing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks great. I, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see it before this episode. I same, was very same. busy this weekend, uh, just gone when it's come out. Same. I hope to see it soon and uh, if you keep an eye on our website, you'll see a review, probably not from myself, but from one of our amazing critics. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, But we're here anyway to talk about the DC film catalogue. So it's not the DCEU, uh, as it's two, two, we've done that. We've done it already. We did the Justice League. We talked about it. Go back. Me and Chris were on that one. It's two hours long. You'll have a great time. Uh, but today we're going to talk about the whole of DC films, but hopefully we won't go for two hours. Who knows? Um, but yes, we are going to be discussing all of it. And I, I, I believe, Chris, much like myself, you're a big DC Comics fan. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is correct. For Absolutely. Yeah, but big time. And I feel like we talk about films a lot on this podcast, obviously with a UK film review podcast. But I feel like it's a good opportunity today to also talk about comic books and, and how the comic books have influenced the cinema and, and how we feel as comic book fans, you know, the DC, you know, films have shaped up, you know, in comparison to that. So with that in mind, as the film 
history of DC is so far wide reaching. You can go back as early as 1941 with the adventures of Captain Marvel. Not that Captain Marvel. A different Captain Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) A different Captain Marvel. One that you'll know probably better as Shazam. Um, But I thought a good way to do this, as it is such a big subject matter, would be to channel our inner high fidelity and do our top five DC films. Good pull, good pull. That was the reference before the podcast. That is a good one. I like that one. I love that film. And yes, it's it, such a good film and I'm a great book. Oh, uh, absolutely. Oh, the book's great. Yeah, I absolutely. love the book. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I, what a long intro, but I got to my payoff. Oh, what? No, that was that was seamless. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, with that in mind. Uh, yeah, let's just jump in. I think it's a good place. Okay. I think it's such a wide thing. We're going to do honorable mentions as well and dishonorable mentions and also how we'd like the DC film catalog to progress. What would we like to see? So it's going to be a good things to talk about here, listeners. You can jump around, find what you want. It's going to be a good broad discussion, you know, loose. Hmm. Um, but Chris, I'll let you jump in as I've talked for three minutes now, un- uninterrupted. i'll let you start start with your number five dc movie number five it's okay so number five the now i'd like to caveat all this with saying that this list we've gone well it's already (laughs) this is my list as of right this second if you ask me this again i've said this to you before if you ask me this again tomorrow it could very well change but i've been back and forthing all this and God bless my eyes. She's been hearing me complain about <laughs> trying to make this stuff fine. Causing a crisis. In your so, um, infinite crisis. Great reference uh, again. I'm uh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> we're, we're, we're flawless at this. Um, so, so number five. Uh, again, I don't think I don't put them in the order, but if I had to pick a number five, um, I might go with a film that I only watched for the first time yesterday. Wow, okay. and it immediately wow. shot in there because I enjoyed it so much, and a okay. lot, of pe- a lot of people had watched this before me and had told me many a time to watch it, and for some reason mm-hmm. I just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And that's Constantine. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. That is. I okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna hold hold any discussion until you say why, and then we can discuss the film. <laughs> I because I, I was well. The reason I really like Constantine is I really like the concept. First of all, yes. um, yeah, the yeah. whole um, heaven versus hell, and there's a man in the middle, mm-hmm. um, basically keeping the balance between good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Keanu Reeves in it, which is uh, yeah, who, who, yeah. who, well, the man might be my spirit animal, to be honest. <laughs> so if Keanu Reeves is in a film, I'm automatically sold. So that's yes. pretty, that's pretty much it. it. I mean, it's nothing, it's, I don't think he's, he's it's, the, the film will say he's not quite like john constantine from no, the comics I was I about think, to say, no. he's not from liverpool for a start <laughs> and, <laughs> and i don't think he's quite as edgy or troubled as the constantine you get in the but i as and don't get me wrong keanu Reeves is not the best actor in the world i love him dearly but he's mm. not but i feel like this is one of his roles where he's actually doing a good job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's got a great cast you know, it's yeah. got Rachel Weisz in it. It's yeah. got yeah. uh, Jimon Honsu in it. It's, yeah. you know, um, I mean, the fact that Peter Stormare plays the devil. I mean, that's just genius. Um, yeah, it's, very good casting. It's, yeah. it's, it's the right kind of scary and funny balance. And I just love how it's very 
kind of pulpy and comic booky and dark and yeah i just i just at I think we spoke before about films hitting you in the right way, and this one definitely hit me in the right way, and I just mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But I, I dare say you've got some different thoughts on Constantine. Do you know what? Very good persuasive discussion on it, because I think it is very pulpy, and it has definitely a comic book vibe to it. Um, I think the problem with a, doing an adaptation of John Constantine is that Constantine is in this really he's an interesting enigma of like DC comics that he kind of like bleeds into a lot of material and I think the film although in one way quite grand in its scope of hell and heaven and etc because it was so devoid of anything of the DC like genre I guess it didn't Mm. really feel like John Constantine you could have named that character anything and that film still would have been fine you know and that i think it's not that i disliked it in terms of like this is a bad film i think it's entertaining enough but in terms of like as constantine it's not really constantine that's the thing for me no i would agree i would say yeah it doesn't draw you into the the dc world as much as some of the other films do i think you're right uh could could John Constantine been called absolutely anything? Probably, and and yeah, it could have been. Mr. But absolutely anything. <laughs> yeah, Mister Absolutely Anything. Although there there would be less of a sign off when he says yeah. it. Says it to yeah, the it wouldn't flow would it as well? Yeah, it wouldn't flow as well. But um, you know, it's just, and I think it might be because recently DC have not had a good track record, and I'm no, yeah, a okay. bit, I'm a bit worn down from having to mm-hmm. you know waiting for a film so when and then obviously this film came out a few years ago 2005 yeah Which 2000. also came out the same year of batman begins well we'll get to batman begins later on so <laughs> i know how much you're probably dying to talk about those films. Oh, okay. um but yeah i know and i know it came out 2005 and obviously you know before all those films but um i it's the kind of film i definitely watch again it's the kind of film that the old DC kind of, like I say, very comic booky, which mm-hmm. is what I want. I don't want a film that's polished and looks like it yes, could true. be uh, no, and no disrespect to those who have won Academy Awards, but I don't want a, a DC or a comic book film that's polished to the point where it's gunning for those kind of mm-hmm. plaudits. Mm-hmm. I want I want my uh, comic book films gritty and I want them to feel like it's a comic book page and yes. I, that's another thing about constantly i think if you look at the framing and the cinematography of that it looks like some of the shots look like they're just panels from a mm-hmm. comic mm-hmm. and that's what i really liked about it, it re- it's a very visually stunning film yes the, the, regardless of you know everything else that you know and i get why some people are aren't up on it and um it's not perfect but I, th- I think as a comic book film it really does well capturing that look and feel and making mm-hmm. you feel like you're watching a, a comic book come to life and that's why i really really yeah. liked it I th- you're making me want to revisit it which is a good thing i think if if, if it's if you know there's films that you know we'll, we'll bring up in our dishonorable mentions like you know i mean i'm not to, i don't want to bang on films already but just a random one which i just think <laughs> completely throwaway is that johnny hex and, and yeah. that's not a good film it's not good no. Um, you know, I'm never going to rewatch that film, no matter what people say to me. Like somebody could be like, "It's my favorite film, and this is why." I've seen it, I hated it, and I'm never going to watch it again. With with the way you've described um, Constantine, it was a film that I was like, I probably will never watch that again. But now that you've described it that way, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe I should rewatch this. Actually, maybe I've remembered it harshly. Well, interest to go back to what I I was saying. So obviously. 
if I maybe watched this in 2005 when it came out with yeah. everyone else, then maybe I'd have watched it and gone, this is utter rubbish. I don't like it. <laughs> Whereas now I've seen, and I, like, I don't want to mention them too early, but I've seen certain DC films recently. That yeah, don't I, blow it now. Yeah, I'm not. Well, you know. but, but I guess it was, it was a bit of a, a breath of fresh air to have a, a film that I could sort of really just mm. enjoy that kind of genre that mm. um, the other films, I guess, haven't delivered on. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it, it's all about timing. You know, you watch a, mm. you watch a film at one time, it could be great. Another time it can, it might be utter trash, like I said, but I, yeah. for me, it worked. And I yeah, loved that's it. Fair. That's fair. I mean, that's a good, it's a good choice to jump us in. It's not where I was expecting it. Number five. Um, and uh, I think my number five might shock other people listening because I'm going in hard with my number right. five. It's a strong number five. This is in my order, by the way. It's not in any particular order. It's in an exact order. This, right. is, in, this is in the exact order of how I rank them. Um, just so everybody knows as well, before we jump further into it, we are also including like DC's sub like uh, publishing uh, partners. So there's Vertigo, that's Wildstorm, uh, and Paradox Press. Um, so all of them will be encountered in this as well. But my number five is Batman 1989. I'm going straight in there with one of the top ones. I think it's a fantastic film, which if we're talking about like films that capture the uh, comic book on page, I really feel um, that does it better than a lot of films that came before it. Um, and particularly for Batman. Uh, I, I actually... Mm, well, I won't spoil too much of my more choices, but I think of the gritty, dark Batman. Yeah. This catches it perfectly, you know, and it has like a really great vibe of gothic. And it's not too far. It's not gone too far into Tim Burton's weird nightmares. No, you know, no. With, you know, Batman Returns is still an entertaining film, but it's gone too far. Like, I really like that film. I'm not discrediting it. But let's be fair. That is just a weird nightmare of like you know tim burton's world and i love it but i prefer yeah. 1989 <laughs> yeah yeah and so i agree batman 1989 is is definitely i mean it's my batman yes. in terms of i mean if you if it's on your list that's fair that's uh, fair you know what? Um, I actually assumed you would pick Batman 1989. <laughs> so, so, so in order to in order to allow us to pick, talk about something else, I didn't pick it. But uh, I would say that a he, he is my Batman. Keaton is my yeah. Batman, and yes, always will be. Um, he is great, and he needs to be Batman again, in my opinion. Yes, well, that is stuff that for the future. Of- dc we'll chat about more but i definitely think hearing that he may be coming back as batman or he is coming back as batman is great that's exactly what i want because he's he's exact i agree with you i love other batman representations in film and we'll get into that as well but Mm. like he is batman in my mind he's exactly what i want from bruce wayne he's exactly what i want as batman he does both roles perfectly and i think that's what a lot of other character like other actors haven't been able to capture as much that it's he, two people. Yeah, he does. And I think the the film the film you watch it now and it's still it, I mean obviously it looks it looks obviously like it was made in 89 and you know it's mm-hmm. very Tim Burton aesthetic which you don't see a lot of anymore mm-hmm. but for me it's still a, a, a riot from start to finish. Oh, I yeah. still love it. So you, good. Jack Nicholson's performance I was about is to say so. Jack Nicholson as well is like a timeless representation of Joker. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, comparing him to other representations, he is also probably my 
favorite one on the live actions you know he's fantastic as joker i think he catches that sort of like character perfectly i also don't mind i think some people have disliked 1989 because they were like oh it gave the joker a backstory and i don't like that but i think you're only saying that because you've seen the dark knight it it doesn't matter that he has a backstory because the dc universe has so many little sub universes that being a contained universe where we know his backstory is fine i've got no problem with that and it's great still yeah and the, you know there are there are editions of the comics where yeah. the joker is given a backstory i mean yeah because, yeah, yeah, yeah so but when, i mean for in the comics for a while there was recently there was three of them exactly so, <laughs> it was you really know, weird. I, I feel like you you don't need to take it as gospel that that's how i mean I, i'll get into the film joker mm. later on yeah, and yeah, my yeah. thoughts on that as a character mm. but um the Joker for me is probably one of the most fascinating yeah, characters in cinema, regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so, um, um, so for me, he he can be interpreted in so many ways. Yes. and yes. I don't think that you need to really necessarily take a certain no. interpretation of that as your interpretation. You know, yeah. you can have your thoughts, and I don't think it's the worst. You know. Um, Joker origin out there either, and I think it's no. I, I I I don't think it detracts at all from what is a brilliant performance from Jack Nicholson. Yeah, so, and I, and, I, and, I, and a film in general. Yeah. Film in general, I think it, it its whole aesthetic is great, and it catches the real gothic nature of Gotham. I think the city is this sort of I guess contrived thing to say is like film critique or something, but the the landscape or the city itself has its own character is something you hear a lot in reviews. Yeah, I do think that is the case in this film. It's very gothic and. And, and that's another, yeah, it's another, it's another example of a film where it looks like a comic book where yes. you're watching a live comic book happen. Yeah, in real the bit time. that remember like sticks out best in my brain for that is when the Batwing flies into. the oh, I love room. it! I absolutely that's love so it. So in a comic book, you'd find yeah. that in a comic book. I'd open it. I've got my comic books in front of me because there's ones that I would like to talk about for what I'd like to see in the future. But there's the ones on there that I'm like, that would be in there. That will yeah. be in that comic book, which yeah. is great. I went to see this at an outdoor cinema last year. Mm. Oh no, it would have been the year, year before. Yeah. And, and that moment where it flies up, the whole, yeah. everyone just cheered. Everyone it's amazing. Was, it's it's so, good. so good. And the bit uh, as well where he goes, come on, you want to get nuts? Oh, you, nuts. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, oh, you took it from me. I was about <laughs> to say, that scene is my favourite bit. Oh, did some time, did some things. You want to get nuts? <laughs> you wanna get nuts? <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, uh, he, he's not, because I feel like with Batman, and we can get to this bit later as well, Right, it's uh, like you, they're either a good Batman or a good Bruce Wayne. Whereas I think Michael Keaton is both. He's, he's so good at both. He's good at both. Whereas I also I, like that his Bruce, his Batman is like, like his true identity. Yeah, because you kind of see that in that scene. I know it's kind of like a comical scene to some people, but it's a great scene because that's kind of like him not in control, I guess. Because mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne isn't really who he feels he is. Batman no. is who he is. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. It, again, I don't think any other films really got that right. That Batman, he's calm, he's collected, because he knows that he's who he is. Whereas Bruce Wayne is not really the person he feels. So I, I, I think it's great. It's probably one of my favourite films in the whole DC catalogue. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, from 100%. And that's it. We're, we're going to finish up there now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we can move to your four, I guess. Okay, so four. Um, I'm going to go with, and this is uh, a film that just fills my heart with joy every time I watch it. Mm. It's 
Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you went to animation. Teen I'm Titan. so glad you did. Again, it's one of those films that people were like, you need to watch it. And I'd, yeah. I'd seen some Teen Titans of the the, the series <laughs> before. Good. And they said, no, this this just takes that and uh, take, cranks it up to like yeah. 11. And I... It's just it's just a joy from start to finish. Absolutely, yes. yes. The it's 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 really it's really surprisingly funny, and it's got some great great jokes in there for all mm-hmm. levels. There's some jokes in there that you're like, wow, okay, that's uh, that's one kids will learn when they're when they're a bit older, and then <laughs> and then not and then last but not least, the songs are brilliant. yeah, they're great. They're I'll be great. Upbeat inspirational song about life is my go-to if I'm having a bad day. <laughs> it is absolutely genius, and I just I love that whole idea of uh, Robin wanting his own movie and basically just doing anything he can to get it. Yeah. And when I and every time uh, I hear the word Slade, I just <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it just uh, it's such an uplifting film. And like I say, if I if I ever need. At like a lift it's one i'll put it on and it's just it, it's great do you know i, I completely agree and and like there's not much i can add to that because i completely agree i'm actually a little bit like i'm looking at my list and i'm like i'm kind of kicking myself i didn't put that one in there i don't know like i really really like that film now you said it i'm like yeah oh, it's really good i mean <laughs> I, really could, good. I could have gone for some of the greater films and i could have done that i was just like no it, it's it's a, it's, it's really good it's such a good film and, and it's it, very uplifting and positive like it lit- it's really good yeah i mean literally the song is called upbeat inspirational song about life if no one has listened to it and you're yeah, having you're having if you're feeling down um, <laughs> then, then go and and go and put it on and honestly you'll feel better in five yeah. minutes yeah I, i've realized this episode is very going to be like we're 20 minutes in and we've i'm already excited talking about this and i think the listeners can tell it's just going to be us being like i love dc films yeah. I love <laughs> dc films <laughs> uh, until, until we get into the dishonorable and mentions. yeah dishonorable <laughs> mentions then we're like we hate these they're terrible <laughs> <laughs> terrible so it's interesting you brought animation to the table so quickly as well because my number four is also animated and right. it, it is one of, I think, it, it could have been higher. And I actually was like, my number three is perhaps a bit more jovial, like perhaps the enjoyment of Teen Titans. Um, but I I think this could be higher. And it's actually one of my closest friends, like t- like his number one Batman. And it's Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Is great. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an extension of i think probably one of the best representations of batman ever which is the animated series which if you haven't seen the animated series please do because the things that you think you know from dc comics probably came from batman the animated series and you know harley quinn for example who is a part of the suicide squad um she is lifted straight out of the animated series without that you wouldn't have had her at all because you know she wasn't a character before that i also think they took one of the most d or even e-list characters of batman's rogue gallery which is mr freeze and made him like probably one of my favorites of all time in heart of ice which I I totally recommend. If you just watch one thing from that series, it's 20 minutes of your life, go watch that and thank us later because it's brilliant. But Mask of the Phantasm takes those great elements of the TV show, the animated series, and just places it all in this amazing cauldron of like animated, like vision of Gotham, 
Batman, Joker. And that's why I said Jack Nicholson's my favorite live action Joker. Because the correct yeah, answer is Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is the right answer. He's <laughs> yeah. the right, he is the best Joker. He's so good. He's so good. His laugh, his whole character and persona is amazing. And I really love that if we're talking about the last film as this sort of like Batman's origins with Joker in Batman 1989, is that sort of like live action film. Master of Phantasm really forces Bruce Wayne and I guess Batman as a character to really have to be confronted with like the troubles of the past mm-hmm. and like, you know, shadows of what he like knows and what he thinks is right and having to question whether what he's doing is correct. It's great. It's so it is good. Great. Yeah, it is good. Um, it, it was when I was putting my list together. I do have an, an another animated one on my list yes. and it was this was, I think, in one of three that I was going to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's close. And, you, yeah, I'm glad you picked it because it is fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, you do have Mark Hamill, who is obviously – you've got Jan Nicholson, probably definitive on-screen joke, yeah. but Mark yeah. Hamill as the voice of Joker. And, I mean, he's in tons – obviously, tons of the animated stuff, but also mm-hmm. the video games and all, all those things. And then you've got Kevin Conroy, who is – brilliant oh, as Batman. So good. absolutely so good brilliant as Batman. like so good yeah uh yeah i great choice great yeah i i really think it's one that i'm like people just stop listening to us now and go listen just watch it because you'll thank us later and i i actually think we we'll talk about it more i guess in things we want to see but i think the animated world that dc has at their disposal and i'm sure that's something you'll bring up when you talk about your next animated one but i feel that's something they're not exploiting enough on the silver screen because it's so good there's so many films we can talk about that are amazing quality in their Mm. animated ones which will be in honorable mentions um that I just think they should do that. Just do an animated universe, yeah. and it clearly would be good because we had Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which people loved. So just do yeah. that. It's a good mark as well because I think I'm going to look this up while we're talking. I think Marcus Mask of the Phantasm was the only one that was released theatrically. Yeah. See, yeah. I, something to again for the listeners as you're looking that up is that we're just including any movie in this. We're not going to be huge, otherwise we will be here for days and we'll have to do part one, part two, part three. But mm-hmm. um, we we we're not really being like that. Didn't get a theatrical release, so it's not being counted. If it's a movie, it's a movie. It's fine. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, I think yeah. it did get a theatrical release. Yeah, and it says here until the limited release of the Killing Joke in 2016. So Ooh, okay, let's that one for later we'll, we'll, we'll move on but um, <laughs> to, go, to go back yeah exactly to go back to, to go back to this um yeah. it, it 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 says something on the mark of its quality that they felt it was good enough to go yeah. into cinemas and yeah. it's, it's true i mean it's definitely worthy and i think as a story it's fantastic Absolutely. yeah it's it's my highest on this list of batman films that I would be like, and this is why I'm saying it's it could go higher, but we'll I'll explain my choices when we get there. But it's probably I'm not going to say serious, but it's definitely the best serious Batman choice on my list, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all now. I'm going to say. <laughs> What's your next one? Uh, next one. So, um, like I said, I don't really have these in order, but keeping in the vein, I'm going to go with something that wasn't theatrically released. But okay. for me, one of my favorite comic books, uh, Batman again, is Year One. 
Um, ah, nice. I, I do like I I love the story of Year One, uh, yes. which also which really also good. inspired um, obviously Batman Begins as well mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as others. We'll get into we'll get into that later. Don't worry, you know <laughs> you'll be able to tell us all about how much you love Christopher Nolan later. Oh, um, that's blasphemy. That's <laughs> um, but no, uh, Year One for me, it's one of the really it's one of the first ones I ever got. The first Batman. Uh, comics I ever got, and because it's basically the story of uh, Bruce Wayne coming back to Gotham after after a few years away, and uh, so it sort of really sets up that uh, a really nice story of him coming back to a Gotham and embracing his starting to embrace his identity as um, as Batman. And the voice cast is fantastic. You've got Brian Cranston, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, ben McKenzie's in it, and you know, um, Ben McKenzie, who weirdly then went to play Jim Gordon in the Gotham series, which yeah. I always find is a very nice little bit of kismet that fate working there. But yeah, mm-hmm. year one, one, um, like I say, it wasn't released theatrically. Um, I don't know if it would have. Now, now you've said Mask of the Phantasm. I was like, oh, maybe I, maybe I should have picked that one. But no, I do, I do, <laughs> I do like Year One as a story, as good. a comic, and as a film. And I just one of them that I'll, um, it's I think it's only an hour long as well, which is probably why it wasn't released theatrically. But it's mm-hmm. a great hour to spend if ever I feel really in the mood to watch it. It's great. I can get lost in it for an hour and yeah, re- really get really get taken away by it. Yeah. Love it. I agree. I think, you know, it, it's one of the, it's based on, I think, one of Frank Miller's best comics mm. before he went off his meds. Yes. And I think it's, it's one of those ones, by the way, uh, that may have been an inappropriate joke, but he, just anybody who doesn't know Frank Miller, he's, he's really gone down the, like, he's become a nasty, nasty person who's quite anti-Semitic and really like crazy. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but he used to be a, such a great writer, and Year One I think showcases that. Uh, and the comic book is really good. Like the comic book is just outstanding in terms of like its Batman representation. It might be one of my favorite Batman comics ever. Um, there's a few other ones that we'll talk about as well. Um, the animated one, it's great, and I think I wanted even more from it. That's yeah. That, that, it's only an hour, and I was like, "This is so quick." I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted it, more. it is over uh, very quickly, which is, yeah. I guess, in a way, it kind of leaves. It's good that it leaves you wanting more, and you know, you want to, you want to stay in that world. Like that's the thing. It's not like, oh, it's only an hour. It misses a lot of stuff. It tells mm. the story to tell really well. But I, I would want more, and that's a good thing. You know, it does a really good job. Yeah, that's. I think it's better. I I would rather be left wanting more than going. Okay, that's enough now. Which yeah, true. There's a film I'm going to talk about later in dishonorable mentions, which needs, <laughs> which has that issue. And uh, yeah, but I feel like and I, it's a good hour. It does tell its story really well. Yeah. Um, it it does a lot in that hour, and it does it and it does it well. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it is another showcase of why I think the animation's amazing. There are some which are really bad that we'll talk about further. They came in it like we've talked about one briefly but the animated features they really do well are outstanding and Mm -hmm. this is one of those so yeah i completely completely get it man that's a great choice yeah um my next one again we're we are really this is the funny thing because chris knows talking about this um and my fan of dc comics because i prefer dc to marvel comics marvel films over dc films i understand Uh, yeah dc comics i think are outstanding my number one DC character and DC comic is Superman. I love Superman. Mm-hmm. 
but we're only talking about Batman thus far. We're only talking about Batman, and my next one is also still Batman. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of Batman. Um, Batman it, is the best. You need yeah. to accept this. <laughs> I think there's not been a like outstanding representation of Superman on screen. Um, Interesting. Well, there, we'll get into it, but okay. I just don't think there's been one for a while. And I think people struggle to really understand the crucial concepts of Superman. But okay. my number three is possibly... So, as I said, number four, Mask of Phantasm, is like the best serious Batman representation on this list. My number three is my favorite Batman representation, but it's not one you should take seriously, and it's Batman 1966. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> I love that. I love, the t- I love it so much. It's brilliant. It's- I mean, it's not my top five, but it's brilliant. It's so good. Uh, it, it's number three, and as I said, this is in order. So I, I this is actually my third favorite DC film. Oh, um, so, so good. <laughs> it's so I, I love this so much that for one of my Christmas gifts a few years ago, my dad actually got me the small Batmobile that they have in it, and it has Batman and Robin in it, and it's like in its box. I love that so. Oh much. yeah, I'm never gonna open it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember watching this with my dad, so of course it has a sentimental value to me too. Um, but I love Batman 1966. I think I was—I loved it when I was a kid, when I was a little wee nipper with my dad watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah, like, yeah. I love this. This is great. When I got into my edgy teens and I was like reading, you know, Batman Strikes Again, yeah. um, I was like. Oh uh, yeah, well actually not Strikes Again. That's a terrible comic. I mean, Batman: uh, The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Strikes Again. Strikes Again is Frank Miller's sequel, which is terrible. Um, but the um, and I was like reading, you know, Dark Knight Returns, and like, oh, everything has to be edgy. My Batman's an edgy guy. Oh no, I don't like '66. It's too like you know camp and things like that. When I'm now my age. I love the campness. I want more campness. I want all of it. I want every single one of my Batman representations to be this. And I like, I, if we're talking about comic book accuracy, this is so accurate to the golden age Batman. Like it's uh, yeah. so good. And it, I, I love it. It's fantastic. It. Yeah. I I'm, I'm the same as you. I remember watching this with my dad. There was, I can't remember what days it was on, but I remember I was always Star Trek first generation, yes. and then this was on. This was on either. either yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Star Trek the original series, not Next Generation. How dare, you? How dare the, you? Sorry, the way oh, William Shatner got to love him. Um, <laughs> You're wrong. It's all Picard. It's all Picard. Oh, well, but, right, we can get the whole thing. I love Picard as well. I'm not going to get into this uh, right now. Um, but I remember watching Star Trek the original series, and this was on either before or after it, and it was always a devil bell with me and my dad watching this, and I just I just would sit and marvel at what was going it's on in the so screen. Good. Adam West, God rest him. Yeah, God rest his soul. Absolutely. Bart Ward, yeah. oh, they were great. It has... Like I think the TV show as well is amazing. I love the TV show, and I totally recommend that to everybody. King Tut is like an amazing character, um, but the film just is so great. It's so camp. It's so bright. It's so colorful, and this really does feel like a comic book. One of the old gold style comic books coming to life, and I love every minute of it. It has some of my favorite lines and some of my favorite scenes. One in particular is one that I just think is so good. And I, I remember it distinctly that 
So it's when um, the the League of uh, Supervillains, that is the Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, and um, the Riddler. Also, mm. amazing, you know, Joker. I, it's such a good Joker. Um, what's his name? The actor, and he didn't shave his mustache. Didn't shave his mustache. I love it. I love it. Um, they, they've they've uh, captured you know this important you know admiral and uh, the 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 Batman and Robin, Batman and the Boy Wonder are going out there to find this, and there's a there's a signal of this missing ship, so they're going out there, but it's actually a trap, and and the bad guys have created this boy in the ocean it's got like a <laughs> like a yeah you know what i'm gonna say it's got, yeah. it's got a magnet on it so they get to it and they get like attached to this this magnet and i think the scene everybody remembers is obviously the shark repellent spray which is great Brilliant. that's great but this scene i love so much because they get they're, they're attached and there's this magnet that's holding their belts to the the boy and the penguin's like we've got him we're gonna fire at them fire torpedo one and like Batman pulls out his like missile, like you know, radio to like defer the missiles. He does it. He's like, woo, woo, and it blows up. And then they fire another one. He does it again. But then he bro- it, It's broken. The batteries run out. He's like, oh, <laughs> what are we gonna do? It's the end of Batman and Robin. And we hear the blast, and we're inside the submarine, which is also shaped like a penguin, which is amazing. And um, they're like, yeah, we finally did it. We killed them. And they look outside, and Batman and Robin are back in their speedboat, the Bat Boat. And they're going away, and we're like, how did they get out? And they're in the boat, and they're very calm, being like, oh, it's good we got out of that one. And Robin just turns to Batman and goes, oh, you know, it's good that that porpoise, you know, sacrificed itself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so crazy. Batman's like, ah, the porpoise, God's noblest creature. (laughs) I'm like... The, the porpoise knew what was going on. It knew. It, it knew. That, that's that's the beauty of that film. It knows it's ridiculous, but it plays yeah. into it so much to the point where we're all in on the joke and we're all just having a great time. It's yeah. about, I mean, some parts of it for anyone who hasn't watched it and is thinking we'll watch it. Some parts of it maybe don't stand up in today's. Oh, no, uh, and it, it drags at points as well. Yeah. There's a weird sort of like there's a weird scene where Catwoman and Batwoman and uh, Batwoman, Catwoman and Batman. <laughs> She's not in this one. She's uh, not in this one. No. Batman are in like a, a horse and cart together, and Catwoman seducing Bruce Wayne. And it's a really weird scene to watch because I'm like, yeah. I don't need this. <laughs> I, don't yeah. need, I, I don't need to see this. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. There, like I said, there are some bits that are a bit like, mm, okay, but it's it's still a classic, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. And I love the bit. There's a bit in Big Bang Theory where they're with Adam West. Ooh, no, <laughs> no, but it's it's a it's a bit where they they ask him like. Because in every Batman sense, they've always gone, I'm Batman. Yes. And then they ask him, like, why did you never say that? He went, people knew it was Batman. I didn't need to say I'm Batman. <laughs> I was like, yes, good for you, Adam West. <laughs> he's right. Why would he's he a... need to say he's Batman? I mean, he's who else Batman. is he going to be? <laughs> who else is he going to be? It's such a good film. It has so many great bits. Another, another great bit is when they're trying to figure out uh, who's behind all of this. And like it just it doesn't make any sense. It's a bit it's like, oh, all of this smells very fishy. Fishy. Like a penguin would eat. A penguin. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it's like, it's all a nasty riddle. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. I was totally leaning into all that. It's not even. Uh, it's just so tongue in cheek. I love it. It's love just it. so good to watch. It's great. It's great. Yeah. All of our films on this list. Go watch. So uh, oh yeah, totally, absolutely agree. Your next one, right? Well, we're number two. Number two. This is it. We're into the final home stretch. We're doing right. well for time as well. So, actually, I'm impressed. Look at us go. Um, like a well-oiled, like a well-oiled machine. Um, so full disclosure, my next two are also Batman. So let's just go on. <laughs> now, uh, Batman is my favorite, as you all know, Ian. So yes. for me, um, I'm surprised you didn't go for Superman, but we'll get into that later. We'll so, into so second one and. I just want to caveat with this now. I know you don't like Christopher Nolan, so okay. we'll, 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 okay. we'll, I'll just I'm pre I'm I'm no, what it is. I'm writing out. <laughs> this is um, it's not the Dark Knight, okay? Um, because I don't think it's the best of the three, and that's okay. not it's not a popular opinion, or but sure. I feel like Batman Begins sure. is a better film sure. Sure. than okay. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I do like the Dark Knight. I think it's a great film, and I know um, but. Two two reasons. One, I think that Batman Begins is a better film, and also Ian, you've recently recommended mm-hmm. the Long Halloween comic book to me. I did, yes, uh, which I've read and I loved, and I can see where the inspiration for Dark Knight comes from yes. for that. Um, and I don't think it tells the story as well as the comic book does. Mm-hmm. So, um, but don't get, I still love Dark Knight, but I think Batman Begins is a better film, and um, it's not as polished as the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. It's not. A film, film. If you, I'm doing air quotes, but you know, um, you can't see that. But I feel like this is more of a comic book on film rather mm. than a film being made. So you know, Gotham looks. I mean, Gotham's completely different in this film than it is to the other two films. Mm-hmm. It looks more gothicy and it looks more comic booky. And I, I like the story of it's the kind of the year one story of Batman coming back mm-hmm. to Gotham, which obviously as I've already mentioned, is one of my favourite Batman stories. And I think it's, I just think it's underrated in, in the trilogy. I know Dark Knight Rises gets a lot of stick and a lot of it's warranted. Um, but I feel like it, it, it's unfortunate that it kind of lives in the Dark Knight's shadow. And I feel like the Dark Knight owes a lot to Batman Begins mm. in the first place. Mm. And out of the three, it's the one I would go to if I said, which one's your favourite? And I'd go, it's, it's Batman Begins. And I love Kelly Murphy's Scarecrow. His plot for the water doesn't make complete sense, but, you know, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. That was being kind. That makes no sense. But, you know, he's very good in it. He's very sinister. Uh, I, I, and, you know, I'm a big fan of Kelly Murphy. Um, Christian Bale is, you know, I, I don't dislike him as Batman or Bruce Wayne. I think he's a better Bruce Wayne than he is a Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I do like Batman Begins, and it's one of those that, if I, like I say, if I had to pick out the three, that'd be the one I'd go to. Okay, anyway. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no tell uh, me why you hate Christopher Nolan. <laughs> okay, so everybody, so we've got another hour now. Uh, no, um, look, it's the best of those three. Uh, it's definitely the best of those three, and I think it doesn't suffer as many of the Christopher Nolan tropes that I hate. Um, you know, the constant cutting that becomes really irritating and infuriating watch because it's over-edited and there's like 40 cuts in a scene that is only like a minute long and it causes you a headache and you can't really enjoy the moment. It doesn't have that as much. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it does a okay job for me of setting up Batman. 
there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. And I know people go like, oh, it's a it's a comic book film. But the point of why I get annoyed with Batman's trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, is that it insists on itself being taken seriously as a genre film. That's fair. So you've got That's to make fair. sure that it makes sense, right? And it doesn't make sense. Ra's al Ghul in that blooming in the prison was he just waiting there the whole time people go to me he's a hallucinant no he's not that doesn't make sense that's one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard then when he goes to the actual training and he won't kill that one guy but then he kills everybody inside the bloody house the bit razagul's house yeah and i'm like why why did you do that that seems unnecessary then with the gas the gas doesn't make any sense the fear gas doesn't make any sense i'm sorry it doesn't make any sense like didn't anybody boil a kettle or have a hot shower like no, there are no kettles in gotham no there's no <laughs> kettles on gotham and everybody has cold showers like, no it doesn't make sense the, it doesn't that make doesn't sense. make sense and it's still good no if you just and also if you like i don't know whose job it is within like the film industry i'm sure my partner would be able to tell me this better because she works in film but you know, there should have been somebody vetting that script to say this bit doesn't make sense, and you need to add into this. You need to add better dialogue because there's not good dialogue here, and it just takes like I think something in the background of people walking along, talking, and like in perhaps to Lieutenant slash Commissioner Gordon being like, you know, oh, there's been another account of somebody like losing their mind in their house or something like that, and then you can be like, oh, I wonder what's going on there, and then it makes sense because then they boiled hmm. the kettle or had a hot shower. Also, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, also when he's flying off and being like, I'm not going to save you, so that means I didn't kill you. No, that means you killed him. That's exactly what you just did. <laughs> like, that's not an excuse. If I if I saw somebody bleeding in the street and I went, I'm not going to, I'm not killing you, I'm just going to not save you. No, you've, you're a part of that. You've helped that person die. That is, no. That is, I, that is true. No, there's such rubbish. Another thing. No, I'm just <laughs> angry now. No, I just, I, I just don't think that film. I, I, I respect. It's the best of the three, and I have personal issues with Christopher Nolan's style of filmmaking. So I'm going to be biased there, but I just don't think it's the best representation of Batman. That's fair, and I, and, I, and obviously we've spoken at length of this before, and I knew your feelings towards it. For me, it's still, I think, coming off the back of the likes of uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, and then finally uh-huh. seeing a Batman that was... Yeah, know, I think that's fair. Obviously, yeah. it's, a, it's a comeback for, for, the bat, for the character, but I actually think those three films, this is, I guess, a further discussion of Nolan's trilogy, but... I think those three three films have actually. Which we're doing a Batman episode, man. Soon we got it. We what are we doing? This has all been Batman. We should have talked about other stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, what a mistake! We've ruined it now. <laughs> no, um, I just think, and um, I guess we can save some of this for that for that yeah. discussion. But I think this that trilogy did detriment to Batman going forward. And I think people became too obsessed with it needs to be this gritty, dark universe and it needs to be realistic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and, that's, it's not realistic. that's the problem with these films. They're not realistic. Stop doing that. Ah, no, yeah. I, I, it's, it irritates yeah. me. We'll get I, to it more. That's, <laughs> that, that's something the DCEU has definitely been guilty of, is thinking that darker is the way to go, necessarily. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it hasn't paid off for them, no. I don't think. And, I, you're right, that does stem from the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. And, um, yes. But I don't think it's... I don't necessarily think it's its fault. I just think it's the cause of it, if that makes no, sense. No, no, it's not yeah, its fault. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And I, I do think this one is the best of the three. I agree with that. It's the best of the three. Yeah. And I think 
it, this segues quite well into my number two because I think something that they have lost in the DCEU and well, to an extent, because perhaps in honorable mentions we can talk about um some of the better films in the dceu mm-hmm. um but they've lost the colorful bright nature of you know dc comics you know some of the best dc comics are the ones that are these really amazing pulpy comics of bright light you know these amazing comics from the you know that that, that 60s sort of like style and 50s and so forth and um a great comic that i think really catches that is darwin cook the late great Darwin Cook, he's an amazing person. Um, DC's New Frontier, which I totally recommend for people to read. It's great. It's very bright and colourful, and it has probably one of my favourite Wonder Woman representations on like pay- on the page ever. Um, but a film that I think captured that amazingly, um, and you know, I, I think Chris, you were disappointed that I didn't mention Superman, but my number two is Superman, nineteen seventy eight. And right. it, yeah, I was going to say, of course, it's going to be. On yeah, no, that that's yeah. So so full disclosure, Superman was in my top five, um, but I didn't I hadn't seen it in so long that I didn't re- I didn't feel I feel like I would have needed to have gone back and watched it again just to sort of um, refresh myself. But mm-hmm. that film, I, you know, what, I'll let you speak of it first. Then I'll give you yeah, my, yeah. My I think, it. you know, Superman is my favorite comic book character um, of all time, like of all comic books. And people always go to me when they say that. It's like, really? And I'm like, you haven't read the right comic books. You've not read the right ones. The best one is is, is Superman, uh, is All-Star Superman uh, by Grant Morrison. And Grant Morrison, they really capture the 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 hope and the 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 like the humanity that Superman brings to this character and um i think that's something that like man of steel really misses the mm, mark on mm-hmm. man of steel creates a very cold and almost distant superman and you shouldn't have that you should have this guy who you can watch it and you believe that he's like a genuine person who cares and loves the people around him and that's what superman 1978 does you know you have this really amazing film which i think is stunning in its representation of superman yeah. mm. it has great acting great performances you know i i really i i think people perhaps forget about it because it is older but i truly love that film I, it has you know elements that i think have not only been influenced by the page but then it went on to influence that and you know superman for all seasons all-star superman uh superman for the man who has uh for the man who has everything um by alan moore these are all comic books that i feel really do the justice of superman and i think if there's a superman on screen that you should definitely see that parallels that it's 1978 i think it's fantastic yeah uh, christopher reeve again god rest him he was he he looked apart. I remember watching that film when I was young and believing I was very young, but believing like a man could fly. Yeah, it, was, it does, doesn't it? You yeah, believe it. It's, it's it just absolutely sweeps you away. Um, yeah. Great score as well. Amazing absolutely score. great score. The, yeah. um, I mean, obviously everyone talks about the helicopter scene where he saves yes. Lois Lane, but yeah, it's, yeah. you watch it, you watch it now and it's still fantastic. It's mm-hmm. still great. I mean, obviously technology's moved on and filmmaking's moved on. So obviously it does, but even even now even but even now i still don't look at and go oh that looks rubbish i still think wow you know he's superman's flying you know completely completely yeah i think it unfortunately gets labored perhaps with the uh sequels to this film 
that's yes. the problem you know i think this film stands out as like a solid for me like eight no well maybe a nine out of ten i really yeah. really like mm-hmm. this film it's yeah. solid uh, the the second one um the director's cut is great like yeah the really cut good. is great yeah it's so good uh, yeah. and it's got zod in like he should be although mm-hmm. you know in fairness and manner still i don't think the performance um of what's face is terrible so i think it's good but it's just not a good film no. um and um it, it, it just i think then you have these silly ones like the superman quest for peace and and superman you know fighting that atomic man and yeah, I think unfortunately those films are detriment to how good this film is. Yeah, yeah. and and that's the thing. I remember watching the first Superman and being completely blown away and loving Superman and loving that film and the character and really, like I said, believing that Superman was a real thing when I was younger. <laughs> and then the sequels didn't give me that same kind of feeling. You know, there are moments in 2 and 3 that are mm-hmm. great and do like you say, the Donner cut is far superior oh, than, the, so than the theatrical cut. But I never, and it was carried on. I, I, to be honest, I never saw Superman Returns, the Brandon Rife one. Um, oh God, that's in my dishonorable mentions, man. Okay, right. Well, I was going to ask you. I'll get into that. And then, so, and I, I wasn't one to adopt the Superman comics till later on. So for me, it became a bit like Superman because he's obviously he can fly. He's super strong. It's just like he's he's got everything he needs. How can he be beaten? Whereas I liked the Batman character more because he was. Sh- he was human. He's not a superhero. Mm. He, he was human. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he he could easily be killed. And obviously, you know, he, I just feel like Superman had everything going for him. Mm-hmm. But in my young, naive, ignorant I mind, say, yeah, I, would have, that, I would have gone back to young Chris and been like, "You're wrong." Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I would do that now, having read the comics and seeing what Superman is actually about, and mm-hmm. seeing where that what that character can be, whereas I don't think, apart from maybe in the first, the 1978 Superman, I don't think they've really captured that since. And um, yeah, I mean, Henry Cavill looks good. As a as a yeah, I, I, he's not a bad actor in it. He's either. not like he's fine. Like it's, I, it's I just, just don't think those actor. films are the right vehicle for no. Superman no. in any capacity. Whoever was playing him, I don't think they would no. have worked. So Do you know, one of the key bits that, and it's such a small bit, but there's a guy on YouTube. Um, oh, I can't remember his show. It's something like Cosmonauts, like something hour. Um, and he's really good. Like really, really good. But he highlights, you know, um, this scene. I should have just said I said it because, you know, I would have sounded smarter. But, you know, (laughs) I'm an honest person. Um, He highlights the fact that, like, Superman in the comics, and I think this is why people really misunderstand Superman as a character. They get obsessed with, like, what if Superman was evil? And I get, I really... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hate those comics that do that. I really, really, I know people tell me you got to watch mm-hmm. The Boys. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot to The Boys rather than just that. But I'm inherently put off by the idea of whoever wrote that. It's because you can't write Superman, so you're just going to make him evil. And I, I get I get fed up of seeing things like that. The only example of one that I can think that I'm like, no, this is actually really good, is Invincible, which I recommend everybody to read. That is amazing. Um, but, um, you know, the, the thing in Man of Steel that I'm like, this is completely an example of why you've got it so wrong. Like, so wrong, as Cosmonaut po- points mm. out. It's when it, the oil rig blows up, right? And he's in the sea and he comes out of the sea and he takes the clothes and he runs away. One, Superman wouldn't have stolen the clothes. He would have knocked on the door and asked. Yeah. And two, if he did take them, he would have brought them back. And if you did that scene where he brought the clothes back, it adds that element of Superman because it's interesting that young Chris was like, ah, oh, Superman's so not human. Yeah. That's why he's so good, because he is human. Yeah, he's he the is. the most human of us. The person who's like from a completely different planet is the most human of all of us. Exactly. You know? And you're right. It's one of those where, until I started reading Superman, mm-hmm. that, you don't, that I didn't understand who Superman is really. He's not mm-hmm. just a guy who can fly and lift things and yeah. you know do all that stuff. He is the best of us and yes that is exactly who he is meant to be he is meant yeah. to represent the best of us yeah he's smashing with... up that car as well you know the van the big yeah van. yeah yeah oh, that's not superman no <laughs> yeah he but when we were at our worst he's meant to represent the best of us and he's yes. meant to always be the best of us even yes. even when everything is against him yes he's meant and to stand tall above that, it all that film does do hints of that which is why i don't think it's the worst film i think obviously batman versus superman is probably the worst one but the the, the of superman representation anyway because again evil superman fed off of it don't need it um this the bit where like the kryptonian like energy is coming down on him and he flies up into the sky i was like that's very reminiscent of the 1978 superman mm-hmm. where you have that hope where he's like, I'm going to achieve this above everything else. Yeah. But I think everything else in that film is just very flat. But we've ended up talking about Man of Steel. What are we doing? 1978, watch that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, if you haven't watched it already, I mean, what's wrong? But I mean, yeah. 1978 <laughs> Superman is definitely up there. Yeah, it's great. It's great. For sure. and so you're number one. It's top of the pops, if anybody remembers that. So, <laughs> right. So number one, we've already mentioned it. It's because it's the first one I ever saw, the first Batman film I ever saw. Oh, my God, it's Batman again. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did caveat and say my next two were Batman, so here we are. Uh, we should have thrown, like, Green Lantern in just to be, like, edgy. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> I like Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> um, this is Batman Returns. Um, okay, I, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting, especially I said at the start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why this makes it a really interesting full circle. Um, it does. So, so it like does. I said, Batman Returns was the first Batman film I ever saw, and I just and I'd never seen a film by Tim Burton either. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the films I'd seen were like you know. Disney animated films because I was very young and you know I didn't see it so when I saw Batman Returns for the first time mm-hmm. I was just like wow these there's these kind of films yeah. and <laughs> you know it was very 
you know, I, I, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but it was very, um, it's not for kids. I no, don't it's think. not. It's, it's not. Um, really fun. But um, my mum is very understanding. Thanks, mum. <laughs> and she, she was like, well, you know, you like, I know you like Batman. So we watched it and I just completely got caught up in it. I, I, I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it and watching it and just thinking, this is, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't aged well. I don't think it has aged well. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't, and look, maybe it's not as, as good as uh, 1989 Batman in terms of what it does with the comics, uh, comic book stuff and what it does as a film and the performances. But it is the first one I ever saw. It has a real mm-hmm. soft, I have a real soft spot for it. It's got a real mm-hmm. place in my heart. The Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, is great as Catwoman, I think, yes. as well. Yes, um, she's amazing as Catwoman. No one has been as good as Catwoman since. No. Sorry, sorry, Unhappily, oh, yeah, yeah. and we won't even no, mention Halle no, Berry. Yeah. Um, no, both. I actually think Halle Berry and and Halfway are pretty bad. I'm yeah, the, like, yeah. I don't. I don't think the Catwoman's do anything. No, not about at all. Um, I do love the fact that Batman Returns is also a Christmas movie, so it gives me an excuse to watch it at Christmas. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm I'm a big Tim Burton fan as well. So his whole aesthetic, his whole shtick, I'm a sucker for that, and I will watch it all the time. He's not so much into that kind of stuff nowadays, but you know, like. All that kind of stuff he was doing then, back to Edward Scissorhands and obviously the mm. first Batman. I, yeah, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's probably it's not the best film technically on this that we could talk about, but it's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's got a real place in my heart, and that's why it's number one. Well, do you know what? That's fair because as I said when I talked about 1989, I don't dislike 1989. Like I, 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 I mean, I don't dislike uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, uh, I think Batman Returns is is a really good film. It's really entertaining, and I think Danny DeVito in it is great. Yeah, as a penguin. Like, oh. he's really great. Um, I I love the bit where they're like it's such a funny bit where he's like nodding and laughing with someone and he bites off their nose. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's such a great bit. I I think it's great. I think it's really 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 good. Um, and I'm not gonna. It's like a solid, like seven point five or an eight. Like it's a really good. Yeah, film. that's, that's yeah. fair. Like it's a good film. I think the things that knock it down is perhaps the over the top Tim Burton stuff. I think you know which bit it is, and I think you probably can tell which bit it is. It's when the penguins carry penguin into the ocean. Oh, what? I mean, yeah. What, what? When I was watching that, even as a kid, I was like, "What the hell is going on? Like, what? What is this?" Yeah. But it does have the bit where Michelle Pfeiffer backflips out a window, and yeah, that is great. brilliant. That's so great. you know, swings and roundabouts. I guess the, roundabout. the, the penguin bit is ridiculous. I yes. will put my hands off and absolutely you, agree you to you that. You take one. the rough with the smooth. You take the yeah. Rough with the oh smooth. god, yeah. But you know, and I think that's why I put eighty nine above because there's less rough in 89 whereas like, like i said it has a lot of rough maybe if you'd asked me this again in a week i'd have come up with a different top five but well, that man returns solid choice. it's a it's, solid choice it's yeah. a really really strong film i think you know probably objectively some other people will listen to our lists and be like i think returns is better than uh 66 and that's yeah. fair that's completely fair because it is really good still um but yeah, it's just something about Tim Burton. He's not my favorite director anyway. Like you know, he doesn't click with me. No, and I get that. He's he's not. He's he's. I wouldn't say. I'm not gonna say he's niche. He's he's a he's an acquired taste. I think yeah. you know. You need to. I've dabbled in Tim Burton. I've watched all of his films, so I don't know why I said I dabbled. But like, um, I don't. I I like some of his stuff. You know, that's the way I would say Tim Burton. I like some of his stuff. It's you know. I right. mean, his latest his latest 
his, his more recent films, I would say, aren't haven't quite captured what no, he's capable of. Shame, really. You look at some of his earlier stuff. You've got, you know, like I said, Edward Cezanne's Beetlejuice, Mars Attacks, which is yeah. a great film. You know, Ed Edward Edward Sleepy Hollow. Edward. Edward, Edward, one of my favorite films. Edward is a I brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. Really, really good film. If that had been based on DC Comics, that might have been top of my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, my number one um, is, and this is the thing. This one is. I said this to my uh, my colleague, manager, friend today, um, uh, who also loves DC Comics, like with a passion. He's a Batman fan as well, and he was like. You had to be different, didn't you? You couldn't have picked just a comic book that people would know was a comic book. Like, that's the thing. I've picked one that people will be like, that's a comic book? That's a comic book? And it is DC. It's from their sister companies. Uh, and that's Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. Yeah. That is yes. a comic book. That is technically... Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is a comic book. It is DC. It is okay the comic book um it's all right you know i enjoyed it the film though is in my top five films ever like i i wow okay like i think it is criminally underrated it didn't get nominated at the oscars i think i think that's an outrage um if my memory serves me correctly the thing that won that year in 2002 let me double check quick fact check (laughs) to be fair you're right it is a so good it's a great film it's a fantastic film i think tom i'll be honest i forgot about it yes this is the thing people forget and that's completely fair i think it's it's easy to forget that that is like um up there uh, yeah, Chicago one. <laughs> I knew it was Chicago. I didn't want to say Chicago one. Chicago one. What do they know? <laughs> yeah, what do they know? Um, not that I hate Chicago, but this. I is mean, I quite like Chicago, so I can't. Yeah, no, I don't hate Chicago, but this is better than Chicago. Like this is like it's such an amazing character study on what a father would do to protect their son from a violent life that they're mm-hmm. sadly yeah. interwoven into. And it has some beautiful performances. It has like Tom Hanks at the pinnacle of his skills. Like he's so good. It has one of the last performances, if not the last, I think of Paul Newman. And like, he is so, I honestly have tears in my eyes in the scene where it's silent and you've got like amazing music and he sh- and Tom Hanks is shooting people down because he knows it's the only way he can save his son. And like, he goes up to Paul Newman to kill him. And this is him being his father figure the whole way through spoilers, by the way. And uh, Paul, Paul Newman looks, looks him in the eyes and just says, I'm glad it's you. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's got Daniel Craig in as well. Who's great. Oh, gets you right there. Honestly. Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, it's, I mean, so good. I'm just looking at the kind of Stanley Tucci is in it. Yeah. I mean, I'm always I'm remembering it now. It was years ago I watched it, but I'm Jude Law's it also in it. And I'm not the biggest fan of Jude Law, but he's great in that. Like he is genuinely yeah. amazing. Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. You know, you know, it's it's a it's a great film. It's one of Sam Mendes' best films. I mean, he's he's got a few to be yeah. fair. Um, but yeah, he's uh, yeah. I, you know what? And like I say, it totally slipped my mind when yeah. I was thinking about it. Well, I, knew, I knew I knew, when I put this at number one, and I was to say, my colleague was like, God, you had to be that guy. You had to be that person. <laughs> Everybody goes into this thinking you're going to be talking about superheroes and stuff like that, and you bring out this Oscar-worthy film that you're like, this is like a piece of art. How like, you, you bring out a great film? <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, that's our top fives. Uh, that is, yeah, you can stop is... listening now if you want, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go any further. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> 
but we are going to talk about honourable mentions. Are there any on that you didn't get to mention that you really liked, Chris? Just um, smash well, them up, you know? Well, Go for it. A couple you've already mentioned. So I did have Mask of the Phantasm on here as well, which yeah. we've already spoken about, and yeah. Batman 1966. Nice. So, you know, I feel like I, if if one of us hadn't said anything about them, then this podcast would have been a shambles. So I feel like I, the fact that they're both in your top five and that we're going to mention is great. So I won't, <laughs> I won't speak too much of them. I want to be a bit of an apologist now. Okay. For a film, it's again a Batman film. I want to. <laughs> oh my god! Um, uh, <laughs> I did also have Superman in my honorable mentions as well, oh, which you know obviously had to. You know, it's like a like again. I said if you ask me this again tomorrow, I'd probably pick you a different five. But here yeah, we are. <laughs> Batman Forever is not that bad a film. I uh, we okay okay. Um, compare a compared to Batman and Robin, it's brilliant. Because um, Batman and Robin, bad nipples. I won't say it's bad nipples um, on that one. I, uh, I actually am reverse. You know, I. Actually, you think Batman and Robin's better than Batman Forever? I'm gonna make. Here's my argument for that. Okay. okay. Is that I? I love watching terrible films. It's a pastime. <laughs> Me, Simone, my flatmate Rory, we like getting drunk and watching terrible films. So Cats, that was great. Drunk, like yeah. totally recommend that. Uh, the Room, obviously, amazing film. That's so good. If nobody knows Neil Breen yet, go look him up. He's amazing. Fateful Finding is one of the worst films you've ever seen in your life, and it's fantastic. I love Batman and Robin because it's terrible. Like, it's genuinely terrible, and it's awful, and it's the one of the worst things you'll see in your life. But my God, that's good to get drunk to. Whereas Batman, <laughs> Batman Forever, it's, not, like, it's not bad enough. It's not bad enough. It's not bad enough. Like it's, I can watch that film and be like, "This is bad," but I'm not going to get drunk to this. Whereas Batman and Robin, oh, I'm getting wasted, man. I'm getting wasted watching that film. I, I, so don't get me wrong. Right? Okay. I, I do like it. I, I love a bad film as well. Watching bad films are as good as watching the yes. best films. Yeah. If you find the be- a really good bad film, I don't think anything beats it. No, Batman and Robin definitely falls into that category. Um, yeah. I just can't watch George Clooney as Batman, though. It just no, it's terrible. Me. It's really bad. It just absolutely pains me to really do it. Um, I do love Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. It's I great. Oh, I it's great. Um, <laughs> I, I guess my honorable mention for uh, Batman Forever is not so much as I really love that film. I just it gets lumped in with Batman and Robin a lot, and I think it's much better than Batman and Robin. And I do, I like, I like, I love Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey in it. They're just ridiculous, but the kind of weird comic book ridiculous. I I know you're gonna say, but it's right. And Val Kilmer is not a great Bruce Wayne Batman. I'll be I, like actually, that. actually, that's he's not. not what he's not as he's not as bad. I'm not, no, no, no. I'm just saying that I think Val Kilmer, while he's not the best. Bruce Wayne or Batman by any chance. He's much mm. better than George Clooney. Oh yeah, way better. Because like, at least you look at him and you don't immediately you don't you're not just sitting there the whole time going, that's Val Kilmer. Whereas with George Clooney, like that's George Clooney, George yeah. Clooney, yeah. it's George Clooney. So George Clooney is the only career that didn't get tanked by that film. Like, I know. How, like and he's probably one of the worst things in it. Like yeah. he's so bad. Like yeah. I agree. The thing I was gonna say with Batman Forever is I just one, they they got rid of one of like the best characters to replace him with Tommy Lee Jones to play Two Face, which I'm just like, it's a bit offensive, not gonna lie. Um, and two, uh, I just think they're playing each other. I, 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 I don't really like Jim Carrey anyway. I find him annoying. 
um, when he's being like comedic like that. I prefer his more serious roles. Um, but when he's like trying to do comedy, which I know that's what he's best for known for, um, I find him irritating and I just kind of want to slap him. Um, <laughs> and, and he has a really slappable face. Like Ace Ventura, I just want to I just want to slap that way. Um, but with with this, I just I find him so irritating. And also they're just they take really interesting characters like Two Face and 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 they take the Riddler and they just kind of wackify them, they they make them wacky. And I I like the Riddler, like, if you're going to, I don't know, I just, that film is, it's bad, but it's not bad enough to enjoy for me. It's just bad. That's that's fair. fair. I just, I guess I'm more here just in its its weak defense, trying to help it. (laughs) Stop being being a pinata hung up with Batman and Robin. I, 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 you know, I enjoy it. I think it's, I think it's enjoyable. Any any Um, other, any other mentions? so, so there's a there's a couple. I and again, it's one I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not that up on, but I really enjoyed Birds of Prey um, when it came no, out. I think that's okay. No, I, I thought that was okay. Yeah, I, I, right. I feel like of the DCEU films that had come out, um, Birds of Prey was just fun, and mm. they basically scrapped the memo of it needs to be really dark and gritty for it. Yeah, that's work. why I liked it. I liked and then it, it just was this colourful, crazy... Yeah. Don't be wrong, it's not perfect, and it's no. not an amazing film, but it just really was a breath of fresh air. And I think... Yeah. I haven't, And we haven't seen The Suicide Squad yet, but I feel like The Suicide Squad has taken the good parts of that Birds kind of play. That yeah, Birds yeah, of Prey, yeah. um, not just Margot Robbie, but I mean more the theme and the feel of it, mm. and really and giving it to James Gunn and going, do what you do best. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and I feel like I love. I, I think Hugh McGregor was really, he really leaned into it. There's some bits where I think, okay, you're leaning a bit too much into this, but you know, I do, I did, I did really enjoy. It. I think Margot Robbie's really fun in it. Yeah. She's not, she's not the Harley I'm really familiar with, but she's a good Harley in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just really thought of the films we've had so from Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and at that point we hadn't seen the Justice League uh, Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and obviously we'd had Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the the first one. I just really went into Birds of Prey, kind of already. Maybe it was because I went in thinking, "Well, here we go, here we go again." And then, uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and also, you know, Aquaman. Um, and yeah, I just I remember yeah. coming in, going, really "Oh my pretty. god, that was actually really fun." Didn't, didn't you? Didn't you enjoy Pitbull's Ocean to Ocean in Aquaman? What are you talking about? Oh, um, <laughs> right. We'll get into this. <laughs> but uh, 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 talk about films that are too long. Um, <laughs> God, but no, Birds of Prey. I remember coming out going, "Oh my God, I actually really, really enjoyed that." And I just thought, I hope this is the kind of thing they do when they give people license to just. Mm. Mm-hmm. Try and do something different, and mm-hmm. from from everything I've heard about the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. it seems like they've kind of got that memo now, and they've just kind of gone right. Let's try and make a good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, definitely. I I think that's true. I think you know one of the honourable mentions for me in the DCEU is another one that I feel like the director really got to do what they wanted, and it was a breath of fresh air in the midst of uh, Man of Steel and uh, Batman versus Superman. Uh, Dawn of Justice. This is a really not great film, and um, 
even the director's cut. I'm sorry, it's in dishonorable mentions. It's not good. If people go to me. The director's cut's better. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> get out. Get in the bin. That's such a bit. Get in the bin. I, I mean, um, I, have, I haven't seen the director's cut. I didn't want to do that to myself. I but, would say um, to those people, get in the bin with the film. Get okay. in there. Um, but the um, the one that I was going to say, which I, I, it was one I mentioned when I talked about Superman 1978, where you have like this sort of hope and uplifting,ness is wonder woman and mm-hmm. i i i'm really sad that yeah. the sequel to wonder woman was actually quite bad because i would throw that in dishonorable yeah. mention but the first wonder woman is really entertaining i think the moment where she's coming out of the trench is phenomenal like that is actually like an amazing scene i think I, also, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no i was go just saying yeah wonder woman is yeah i would agree wonder woman is one of the i guess the other exception to the dce yeah it's kind of yeah, stood yeah. out and gone Being really good yeah it can work it can work the problem with Wonder Woman, so it's great. I love it. It's really good. I really enjoy the, uh, like, you know, I, I enjoy in that film as well that, like, Wonder Woman's one of my favorite comic book characters as well. Like, I really love her as a character. I also like that there's not an over-sexualization of her in that film. She's a strong mm. woman, and that's all she is. You don't need to have her, like, sexualized, which can be something in the comics that happens, and I'm a little bit like, can you stop doing that? It's one yeah, yeah. Really need that. Although in saying that, the person who wrote wonder woman is a really interesting guy like he had two wives and wonder woman was based on his two wives and also after he died they stayed together so like a very interesting guy he lived a really interesting life and also there's a lot of like in the original like wonder woman writing there's a lot of like subliminal like um uh, lesbian sort of writing in there Mm. Um, which I always thought was really interesting. And like, I've always felt if there's somebody who they should just make like an openly like uh, out character, it should just be Wonder Woman because that would make a lot of sense for her character. Like mm. it would make a lot of sense. But, you know, maybe it would be a bit on the nose. I don't know. That's a different discussion for another time. But I would totally recommend researching like the writer of Wonder Woman because he's actually a really interesting guy. Anyway, yeah. uh, the thing that's not great with the film is that at the end, when you see Ares, what was that? That was terrible. The film is like solidly an 8 out of 10 the whole way through, and then that just nosedives, man. That bit is no... Why didn't he get rid of his moustache? Why did they keep that? That doesn't make any sense. That really annoyed me. I was like, why is this here? Just make the German dude the Ares. What? Like, why did you do this? Like, oh, oh it really annoyed me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as up on the Wonder Woman... Uh, Laura and comics as you are and you've said this to me before but I do remember thinking at the end I was like that's a bit weird oh so weird <laughs> sorry listeners that I'm so impassionate about that but it I was watching in the cinema loving every minute and then that happened and I was just like why <laughs> like why this is so bad and then they he he's defeated but then war still happens so, but don't worry about it don't think about it just move on it's fine i'm like what this doesn't make any sense and and that kind of not making sense nonsense led into wonder woman uh 84 yeah 84 um and i didn't like that because it didn't make any sense i really I, it just annoyed me more that film like everything from the bad part of wonder woman just bled into 84 didn't like that um another, <laughs> sorry that's just my rant uh, another several honorable men- mentions in the animated vein uh to get away from the live action um a comic book which i don't think has aged incredibly well and it, we've talked about it or i briefly mentioned it and I, I mentioned its sequel which is terrible um but the um 
but the uh, Dark Knight Returns yeah. uh, is like a seminal piece of uh, comic book literature. Uh, and it's like before this, Batman wasn't this character. Like he wasn't the Batman we know on screen, this dark, gritty. He was far more like Batman 1966. Uh, and this comic book came out, really changed the face of Batman literature. And um, it hasn't aged well. Uh, there's some really awful violent scenes that happen to Wonder Woman in it, which I just don't think are necessary. Oh, no, not Wonder Woman. It's uh, Catwoman, mm-hmm. who is dressed up as Wonder Woman, which I just think sometimes if you're making a female character just a prop to be beaten up, um, which happens a lot in comic books. It's a trope that's happened throughout comic books with some of the best writers. Grant Morrison does it. Uh, Alan Moore did it. Uh, Frank Miller, before he went off his meds, did it. And I just think, you know, the the the... I just think that's a trope you don't need to do. Yeah. Um, but the animated si- that they did of it, part one and part two, is great. Like, it's really good. I totally recommend anybody to watch it because it gets everything from the comic book that's good and catches it really well on screen. Um, really fantastic animation. Totally recommend it. Have you seen it, Chris? Or have you not seen I, it? I haven't seen this one, no. Totally recommend it, man. You'd really enjoy it. I'm as literally writing fan. it down as we speak. Yeah, as a Batman fan, I think you'd really, really like that. I think it's great. Uh, another animated feature. I won't go into it too much then because I just I don't want to spoil it for people. It's really good. Another Batman uh, feature that I think is really great um, is Under the Red Hood, which is, again fantastic it completely gets that sort of like character of batman down amazingly i'm gonna throw in some non-batman stuff because we've talked about batman so much uh, <laughs> um but actually that probably I, I think that's something to save just for our last section because i think that's a good way to transition but dishonorable mentions chris things that you hated oh wow where to start uh okay <laughs> so i mean this i mean there there's some really easy i mean some of them are like flogging a dead horse yeah you know, I, I think i think there's things we can say like suicide yeah. squad yeah we know it's bad yeah, let's move yeah. on let's, uh, yeah. we know it's bad i okay. guess i guess the the, the the thing to mention on that is the new one from all accounts and what i've read and heard is much 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 better yes, and, does, and does it justice which who knew if you give james gunn a bunch of ragtag heroes he'd be able to make a i know i know get that idea huh? god uh, <laughs> Getting fired from Disney was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got two two universes to play with. Um, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, we could sit and talk about Suicide Squad and how how bad I've it is. Heard that though, I want something new, Chris. Give me something new. Uh, well, before, <laughs> my 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 main issue with Suicide Squad. Before we move on, is the relationship between Joker and Harley. They make a, there's a moment where Joker. And I, I I haven't gone back and watched it probably. It stuck with me is he tries to save Harley as he gets away in the helicopter. Mm. Now Joker doesn't. If you've any in the comics, Joker doesn't care about Harley. No. Anyway, he would let her fall. Yeah, ten times out of ten. The that and that bit just really arched me. The fact that he would go out his way to maybe even remotely sacrifice himself to try and mm-hmm. help her, he mm-hmm. would never do that. He would have just gone, "Nope, I'm gone." And that and I mean, Jared's that was Joker's horrendous anyway. But yeah, you know that yeah. that bit really was the nail in the coffin for me on that yeah, film. Really. Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad, obviously Green Lantern. I mean, it's it's such a meme yeah. now that uh, Ryan Reynolds himself has gone, literally gone back in time in his other film to <laughs> undo yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I'd, 
Doug, I'd love, I, I think there's a good Green Lantern film somewhere well, in the universe. Yeah. I think that's um, something we can lead into what we want to yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, then we've got Catwoman, obviously, Very which well. is another easy target. Oh. Uh, What's one that you think's controversial that you don't like? Right. So here we go. Now, I, I'm hoping you're going to say a film that I also don't like, and then we can just agree. Uh, <laughs> it's one that I know is divisive because I've got friends who do like and friends who don't. One is Watchmen. I don't think is. I don't know. Don't like it. I think I it, like look, it. to just summarize that very quickly, I think Alan Moore is incredibly difficult to interpret onto screen, and mm. Watchmen inherently is a comic book designed to be a comic book. Yeah. Like, people don't understand it until you've read it that comic book has like these really bright vibrant like colors that you are like all the panels i think they're not primary colors for on purpose and and as you work through the comic book it's a mirror of itself so you get to the middle page and that middle page is actually a mirror of the pages and then you work backwards from the same panel structure something you can't do in film you can't uh, you can't do that it's such yeah it's such an iconic graphic novel yes. comic book whatever yeah. you want to call it it's it's almost uninterpretable i don't yeah. even know if that's a word but i'm no, making think, i'm saying it now so yeah no you we're, we're coining it but i think yeah. i think Zack snyder also inherently misunderstood the comic book and that is the thing this is summarizes him really well i think i'd get on with him as a person but as a as an interpreter of comic books i'm not sure i agree with what he does but this is the weird thing he is a self-proclaimed massive comic book yeah but i haven't yeah. seen that translated on screen <laughs> i mean we spoke a, we obviously spoke about the snyder cut in length yes and, it's, well, it's, <laughs> and well, yeah go back and listen to that so it's great yeah. um but and while it's obviously miles better than the the original mm. i still don't think there's a film i've seen it's one of the Superhero films he's done where he's really no, captured no, what it means to be no, these to, to live in this world with these characters. No, I just don't think it's a thing. One of the like big things, and it's very again, this is perhaps me being a massive comic book nerd that I am. One of the things that I think he just really misunderstood Ozymandias, the character in Watchmen, his costume, like their costumes are really important. What they're wearing is vital to what their representation is on the page, and. Ozymandias is this guy who is wearing gold, like almost Alexander the Great style clothing. And it's because he mirrors himself like that. He see there's a reason why his character is called Ozymandias, because it's based on that sort of uh, the emperor of Ozymandias in the desert and that uh, that like rhyme, I think it is, or that v- proverb. Um and Instead of capturing that, he's like, oh, I'll put nipples on his costume because it's a reference to the bat nipples from Mm -hmm. Batman. And I'm like, no, Zach. (laughs) You've inherently got that wrong. (laughs) You've got it really wrong, man. Like, that's such a... I know it's perhaps me being really pernickety as a comic book fan, but Alan Moore, there's not one thing on the page that Alan Moore did by mistake. He chose everything to the details and it's another thing in the dishonorable mentions not to transition from your one because i i mean it's a good one again dishonorable mention in the animation that we mentioned before is batman the killing joke yeah it, i had that yeah it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's... and it's there's the big things that are terrible like all the stuff with batwoman uh, batgirl which i just am like so unnecessary mm. you don't need batman and batgirl sleeping together totally inappropriate didn't like that at all it but the stuff that i really hated in it the animation's terrible and it's little things like 
when you go into uh, Arkham in the comic immediately, there's everything is detailed, and Alan Moore is so detailed with the way he draw, he picks things. If you look on the person's desk, it says something like, um, "You don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps." Yeah. In the in the animation, that desk is bare and has nothing on it, and it's like that was there for a reason. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I was equal parts excited and uh, worried when I heard that was coming out because I think the Killing Joke, a lot like Watchmen, is a comic. It's probably it's one of the most iconic yes. Batman yeah, yeah. stories yeah. ever. Yeah. So putting that on screen is not only a, a, a massive mm-hmm. task at best mm-hmm. it's it's maybe as in uninterpretable. Again, we're using that word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, as Watchmen, I was like, you have to really, really get it to do that. Mm. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. And I agree with the whole Batgirl thing. I was like, what is... So unnecessary. Ha- what? Really inappropriate. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of... I mean, sex scenes in films rarely contribute anything to the plot mm. in general. And they're for me, they're a bit of a bugbear. But mm. I'm just like, you're completely missing the spirit I love, of the... I love the D&D reference there. That was great. <laughs> Did I make a DD? <laughs> yeah, you said bugbear. Oh, oh bugbear, of course. Yeah, D D. Yeah. <laughs> I love a bugbear. I love a bugbear. Um, yeah, but no, the, I totally agree. The killing joke is not. No. Yeah. Sorry, no. I, 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 you know what? I don't think I even made it all the way through. I no, think it's I, terrible. It's yeah. really bad. The Just, other one I was going to mention, which I wonder where you sit on this, controversial, mm-hmm. is the new Joker film. Right. That is on my dishonorable mentions. Me too. I, yeah. I, it's very close to being in honorable. I won't lie. It's very exactly. Close. I was like, I do like. Close. I love parts of it. I love parts it's of like it. Right on that edge, is and it? I really hate parts of it as well. Yes, same. It's I really on the edge. I just like the whole thing with Bruce Wayne being nine and he's hate forty, it. and like eight. The mask doesn't add up. So what you're saying is he's not the Joker. He's a Joker. Joker or is he, and they go, oh, well, he's the inspiration for Joker. Like, well, no, you can't no, have your cake and eat it too. Okay. And then Todd Phillips, who I think makes a good film. He's, he's, he's made a good film. I don't yep. think... I, I, I give it a three out of five as a film. That's fair. That's fair. Um, or a six out of ten on your scale. Um, <laughs> or a C. Uh, or a C. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... He's he's like well he just he's a lot of it, what he said about it is like oh I just leave it all open to interpretation I was like yeah. that that's just that's just also that just speak for I didn't I, I didn't have an ending so make it up yourself why as well and this is one of the bits I really hated like I watched it and I literally I literally said at the beginning of the film I was with Simone and we watched it and I was like are you going to say what I think you're going to say I was like if if they show Bruce Wayne yes yes, yes! yes! <laughs> if they show his parents getting shot again I swear to god I'm going to leave this film <laughs> when that started happening I literally turned to my wife who was watching and I went oh no oh no, oh, no. it was like watching a car crash in slow motion you could I... see it even ah oh, I was just like if there's one scene, apart from maybe Uncle Ben dying in every Spider-Man film, if there's one yeah. scene that has been played out and everyone oh. who even doesn't, doesn't who's never seen a Batman film, everyone knows I how just, his parents die. Yeah. Matt, Reeves, 
Matt, we'll get into the future in a minute, but Matt Reeves Batman has it. I'm walking out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. Um, I I agree. I think it's just something I didn't need to see again ever. Even, also, even Gotham, the TV show, had it. I know. I know. I know. It's even in animation. It's it so is. much. It's so. Much. I do love how Teen Titans got the movies do it though. No, no. It's. I, it's. I'm not saying it's never needed. No. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm just like. I didn't, for a film about the Joker, don't need that. I didn't yeah, need that. I was like, doesn't even, Bruce Wayne doesn't need to be in this at all. Well, and that's actually, that leads to my second complaint with that film. Again, much like Full Circle, like Constantine, I di- it's just, it's a film called, you could name that guy mm-hmm. Mr. Unhappy Man yeah. when he's smiling. You could be like, you could, <laughs> <laughs> you could name it literally anything and it would be anything else the only thing that ties it to that bloody universe is batman's parents getting killed again and i'm like that didn't need to be in there it didn't need to be in there it's the only reason it's there is to tie it to the universe you know what you should absolutely you should call it this is me trying to make the king of comedy Please think I'm as good as Martin Scorsese. You know what? There's there is that ring to it, isn't there? Yes. Um, like, so you're absolutely right. It, the the joke, Joker is just the name that's on the front to make people go, "Wow, this is a Joker film." Yeah, it could have been like you. I don't know exactly what you said. Sad, sad, <laughs> yeah. sad man Mr. tries to be Mr. happy. Sad man, but he's smiling. <laughs> ah, that's why we're going to reference it now from now on. Oh, sorry, I love that. Her. But you know, and, but all the. I, I think Joaquin Phoenix has does really good, really well in it. I think the the bit on the subway is great. I think it's really well done. Where yeah. he kills, amazing performance. kills guys, amazing performance. The bit with Robert De Niro at the end is also great. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat, and then descends to complete anarchy with that stupid origin, Batman origin story <laughs> as well. But that's that's the thing. It, it's it ebbs has, and flows. It ebbs and flows. And I actually think if Whacking Phoenix wasn't in it, that film actually would be trash. I actually think it would be yeah. throw away. Because he's so good at it. He's so I, good I, at there's it. A, there's, that, is a, that is a film that has that had a five-star film in it that was just ruined by some silly... Yeah, silly stuff. Fan service. I think I'm really glad that we'll leave. We'll finish dishonorable mentions there and go into a quick, maybe five ten minutes of what we'd like to see going forward. But I'm really glad we're on the same page with that film because I've had many discussions with about that film, and I'm so glad we're in the dishonorable mentions. It's almost there. It's almost not, yeah. but it is. Yeah. <laughs> so for the future, for our last five minutes that we have, the listeners, if they're still here, what would you? What would you like? Well. I'm going to start with what I don't want, and that's okay. another Batman film. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. We've got one coming. I know, I know. And look, I'm from what I've seen and heard, I'm intrigued. And, you know, I've said this before, Robert Patterson has the most important thing to play Batman, which is a good chin, right? It's, so it's massive. He, has a good, he has a great chin. That's what crimson you crimson chin, you would say. If he, you get that the, reference. Oh, crimson chin. Yes. Love that. Fairly odd parents reference. You are pulling them out of the bag tonight. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that takes me back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, look. I feel like Batman needs to lie for a while, and I know they won't because it's a money-making machine, mm-hmm. and so it's I'm basically shouting at a wall when I say that. But mm-hmm. I feel like Batman needs people need to want Batman again because we've just yeah. had yeah. Bat, Batfleck, and then it wasn't that long ago we had um, 
you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, and now yeah. we've got a new Batman. And then it's all confusing. We're like, oh, well, this does tie into this, but it doesn't tie into that. And then yeah, we're gonna... and they're talking about back, Fleck is coming back as well. Yeah, and then there's a the whole Flashpoint thing, which is coming, and then yeah. that's going to confuse. And then, um, so that's kind of what I've liked for the future is no more Batman for a while, which is, <laughs> sounds counterproductive. Yeah. I would I would like to see, because it's again, it's a comic I've only recently gotten to, I would like to see Green Lantern given another go in a bit. Yep. That's yeah. actually one I uh, is high on mine. I think it links to what you're saying with no more Batman. I think I'm, I, what I want to see, because there is a reason why our top five is littered with Batman and Superman, because they're the ones that are mainly done Mm-hmm. And I want, and they have tried. They've done Aquaman. They've done Green Lantern. They did Wonder Woman with mixed success. All three of them, you know. Uh, I think Aquaman is too long, um, and there are elements of it that are good, but it's just not all good. Um, and I think that what they should be doing is let's jump into the more and, and kind of what the Suicide Squad is doing. Let's do more of that. I want to see more of the big. Because the the thing that DC over Marvel has is that there's this infinite universes that you can play in. And Marvel have kind of done that now with doing Loki and things like that, which I'm a little bit like, oh, damn, they've beat you to it. But D- DC has this infinite universe. And we have, you know, Crisis on Infinite Worlds, which is great. Um, and what they really should be doing is like, let's explore some of that. So let's do, you know, we have multiple Green Lanterns to pick from. So if you don't want to do Hal Jordan so soon, do Jon Stewart. He's a great character. He's really entertaining. And you could do something really great with that. Um, you know, let's do, you know, the lesser known. Let's do the new frontier where you have this really great, colorful comic book where you have characters like The Flash done in a really cool way. And you have Dr. Fate, who I think is a really cool character. Um, and you have, you know, Green Arrow done in this really cool, unique way. I want to see that. I want to see more of them pushing in a direction away from Superman and Batman in the sense that maybe they're there, maybe they're characters in it, but I think the right place to start that is Flashpoint. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I genuinely do think somebody is stealing my thoughts because I I said that they should do Flashpoint where, you know, maybe Zoom or somebody like that or Reverse Flash, you know, messes with the Flash. He has to save the timeline. And this DCEU that we're seeing is the bad timeline. Yeah. He needs to fix it, right? And then we're like, that makes sense. Like, that's... Deadpool. like Deadpool, he goes back. And yes. And then I, I think you could have him run and you could have him bump into um, uh, Michael Keaton. And I think that could set up one of the films that we didn't mention in Honorable Mentions, but Batman Beyond, um, which is amazing. The TV show is great. The film is great. And it has so much potential. Yeah. Um, have him run into Christopher Reeves. Like, that would be an amazing moment, like a CG Christopher Reeves. I know they're not great, they can work on it, but run into, like, Christopher Reeves and there have, you know, uh, Batman 1966, Christopher Reeves, the old Wonder Woman, have them in their own Justice League universe, and it's like the Golden Age sort of stuff. And I I think there's so much potential there. And I know this is perhaps me being fanny, like fan fiction-y, I guess, but I just feel like they've, they've missed a beat that they could do an infinite amount of stuff. Yeah. And instead they're doing gritty all the time. And I'm like, stop doing gritty. Wonder Woman was good, barring the weird bit at the end. Do more stuff like that, barring mm. the weird bit at the end. Yeah. Like, do, do that. And I think that's what they're missing. I want more bright, colorful, positive interpretations of characters, not gritty, depressing ones. So I think I agree with you. Less Batman, more Green Lantern. Less yeah. Superman, more Flash. You let's, know? let's go with some of the characters because I don't. 
I don't want to get too much into what the MCU do, but let's get more into the characters that aren't your A-listers and start with them and see where they go because they yeah. might be your starting point for something special, as yeah. was the case with your Iron Man's. And exactly, you know, you know, and, you there's, know. and there's a plethora. And this is the thing with with um, DC, and I, this is perhaps me uh, waxing lyrically about the philosophy of DC comics, uh, and I'm going to do it, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Marvel, why the comics aren't as good, and so many people are going to hate me for this, and that's fine. You can hate me. I, I'm, I will live with it. But why the comic book is not as good as Mar- uh, uh, why, why they're not as good Marvel comics as DC, is that DC's characters are fundamental building blocks of like our cultures, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are iconic for so long that you can see the Superman symbol and you immediately know what that is. Yeah. And you see the Batman symbol, you immediately know what that is. Iron Man doesn't have a symbol. He has his little glowing thing in his chest. That's what he has. He doesn't have something that makes him iconic. And they fundamentally show parts of human characters that we want to see, whether it be hope in Superman, despair to the point of wanting to take action in Batman even though he's a bit of a sociopath and psychopath he should have used that money to revamp his city and be a good socialist <laughs> or bringing like strength and empowerment to women in Wonder Woman or you know bringing into cosmic questions of reality and who we are in the space in our universe with Green Lantern like all of them have fundamental questions about humanity and Marvel comics don't have that and DC have just missed the point the the the, com- the films recently have tried to do this big existential philosophical question but the way it's done well is in human moments like the yeah. best moment mm-hmm. in All-Star Superman which shows that hope is where there's a girl it's a very emotional scene. It's amazing. It's this girl who's like going to commit suicide and her psychiatrist is late because a train crashed because Superman was fighting a villain and it smashed through the train tracks. And he's like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm not late. And she's like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about me. And she drops her phone off this building and she's about to jump and Superman appears and he's like, he was telling the truth and people do care. Yeah, I care. And he hugs her. You don't need these stupid moments in Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League where we have this, like, him flying into space and all that. You need that. You need human hope in it. You don't need ridiculousness. So that's my thoughts on what they should do. (laughs) That's me waxing lyrically. I'm sorry for being so pretentious, but I I do think they're my favorite characters and I think they've just ruined them recently. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'd like to see more of those kind of characters rather than what what we keep getting given time and time and time again, you know? Yeah, completely, completely. Um, My only other hope for the series, and it's something that is currently already being made uh, as a TV show, um, I, but you know, I'm, it's one of those again. I'm really excited, but also really wary of is the Sandman. Oh yeah, uh, no, I'm so, really hoping for that. That's really I, cool. yeah. I, I mean, I've read the comic. I'm currently listening to the audiobook uh, these days, which is amazing. Amazing. Neil Gaiman, not one of the writers who went weird. He's one of the ones who stayed on track. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not completely gone off the rails. Yeah, yet, you know, yet, Alan Moore, yet, <laughs> yet. Um, but no, the Sandman. I mean, things that might be unadaptable or in, uninterpretable difficult, is it's really difficult. Cool. And you know, it's it's one of those things that people have tried for years to try and make. And I think. 
I think a, a TV series is the way to go because it's such a dense story and it's very... But any Sandman adaptation, I'm all here for because I love the Sandman. I think yeah, it's fantastic. It's, um, I just, I'm intrigued how they're going to do all like the little subplots because one of my favourite ones is when we, we we have Shakespeare in it. And we yeah, see, like, yeah, yeah. It's such a minor subplot, but it's really beautiful, and I, I yeah. don't know how they're going to do all When he stuff. meets the same guy every hundred years. Yeah, and yeah. 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 And on, the audiobook is great for people who haven't uh, read The Sandman and you'd rather listen to it. The audiobook is fantastic. I mean, James McAvoy plays The Sandman, and he is oh, amazing. amazingly good. Amazing. And you've got Riz Ahmed playing the Corinthian. What? Yeah, what? I love Riz Ahmed. Uh, yes. Uh, you've got um, Tara Edgerton playing John Constantine uh, All right, okay. with, with a Scouse accent. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, I, I'm sorry. We're calling it now. I'm yeah. going to go listen to this. <laughs> Honestly, listen to the Sandman. But the sound, that is one of those things that I think, yeah, I'm all for watching it. How are they going to do it? I have no idea. No, Joseph, Gord- Joseph Gordon-Levitt was about to direct it, and he's dropped out, so I don't know who's doing it now. So. I, it's, I don't know how they're going to do that, because yeah. it, it's, even fundamentally, its artwork is so, like, unique and, like, beautiful and, like, almost, like, tapestries of art. Um, mm. God, I'm such a pretentious person about comic books, but um, <laughs> I love them so much. Um, they, yeah, the artwork of them is just, like, stunning. Yeah, um, and I, I really just feel I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm excited. Yeah. I oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, apart from that, I'm the same as you. I want to see something new. I want to see some fresh faces, some fresh stories. That mm. you know, I don't, I don't want to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed in an alley for uh, the hundred million times. <laughs> I don't you need know? to see it. I don't and, need to know, see it. Unless you're going to give me something different oh, with a Batman. No, when, it, when it happened in Dawn of Justice, like at the beginning. And even that was like, why are they doing this? Like, why are they doing this? My biggest bugbear was it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohen I who know. played Negan and Maggie on Walking Dead. And I was like, those two would not be together. They hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that the only like positive thing I can get from those two being in it is that if you do Flashpoint, you can maybe do the like plot line where uh, Bruce is the one who gets shot and you have Bruce's mum becoming the Joker and Bruce's dad becoming Batman, and his Batman is ultra violent. Um, yeah, like that's the only interesting thing I think you could do. I that. think Flashpoint's got such rich so much to do right? so many different things. It could Just be do amazing. Everything. Flashpoint, yeah. make it five hours. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly Justice League, Snyder Cut. So I'm set from five hours. Dude, I don't care. This is the thing. People are like, "Oh, you can't do a film if it's long and good." I don't care if it's long and bad. Like, like I've watched Das Boot, and that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slog, but man, is that good? Like when you're through it. But yeah, no, I that's what I want. Good quality and Flashpoint yeah. would be amazing. So much yeah. potential there. So much I, potential. I mean, if they made a Teen Titans got the movies too, I would watch that as well. So oh, yeah, you know, let's do that. You know, if you're gonna make something, <laughs> let's do that one. Amazing. I think I don't think there's anything else to add. I think we've we've done a good job, you know? I'm I'm proud of us. Well done, Chris. Me, me too. Well done, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this too. Us just laughing with each other. <laughs> Nerding out big time. <laughs> Nerding out big time. Um, and I look forward to next time we rendezvous um, at the yeah. bar around two. <laughs> and 
Again, another reference. That's a rap reference. So if anybody gets that, props to you. Um, but... you're, too, you're too straight for me. <laughs> oh, mate. I know. I know. I think I'm just, my life has just become references. That's the problem. I'm just potentially becoming that, references. That's how life is now memes and gifts and references. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris, for being on with me today. It's a pleasure. And I can't imagine this journey without you. So it, oh, enjoyed it. it's been great, man. Thanks. Through the DC Infinite Universe, it's been great. Thank you. And I hope you listeners have enjoyed it as well. I will next time try not to talk as much. <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed it because we've enjoyed having you with us. So take care. And we look forward to having you on the next UK review podcast, film review podcast. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> UK film review podcast. You had one job, Ian. You had one, one job. job. <laughs> whoever's whoever's uh, editing it, just edit this bit. I'm going to say it. UK film review podcast. There you go. There's your bit. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> right, everyone. Thank you so much. And we're going to leave it there. Take care. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
Code PROGRAM.